This podcast is called The Real Story About Chronic Pelvic Pain Syndromes. The following talk is about the Wise Anderson Protocol with your host, Dr. David Wise, co-author of A Headache in the Pelvis. Dr. Wise developed the Wise Anderson Protocol with Stanford urologist, Dr. Rodney Anderson. He has been treating pelvic pain in a specialized group for over 20 years. The subject of this podcast is why men diagnosed with prostatitis tend to be intelligent, successful, ambitious, conscientious, accomplished, type A worriers. Men who suffer from pelvic floor pain, whether it is called prostatitis, pelvic floor dysfunction, tend to be intelligent, successful, ambitious, conscientious, and accomplished type A personalities who worry. Pelvic floor dysfunction related to pelvic pain often occurs in men who work too much, care too much, want too much, desire to be appreciated, and strongly aim for success. And underlying all of that, who worry too much and have too little faith that things will turn out well. Indeed, what we see in our practice is that men with pelvic pain tend to be intelligent, ambitious, thorough, and accomplished. Now, what do these characteristics have to do with pelvic floor pain? Underlying all of these positive attributes is a worry about life, a sense of not trusting that the outcome of life will be favorable. It's my hypothesis that this underlying unease leads these men to the stress response of tightening up the pelvic floor. Really, they often tighten their whole body up, but the focus shows up in their pelvic floor. This highlights the larger picture of pelvic pain. Like other parts of the body that bear the brunt of the stresses of life, the pelvic floor is a physical place people react to when they worry. The expression that someone is anal in what they do reflects an attitude of needing to get everything right and not to make a mistake. This perfectionistic attitude is a way of guarding against something bad happening if you're not very careful and not doing things correctly. There is an upside certainly to wanting to do things right and caring about the outcome of what you do. These tendencies move our patients to be successful in their careers. At our clinic, we often say that if we were starting a new business, we would want to hire many of our patients because they are typically very responsible, conscientious, thoughtful, creative, intelligent, and accomplished. However, there's a downside to these tendencies because often under this conscientiousness, care, and perfectionism is fear. Indeed, muscle-based pelvic pain is, in a certain sense, part of the physical expression of fear that leads to symptoms in a certain group of people. It's a physiological response to the worry that somehow something bad may happen. People who don't care about outcomes, who don't care about being conscientious, generally don't suffer from pelvic pain, in my experience. There isn't that pressure to do things right, and an underlying mistrust about the future and one's safety. The physical consequence of this habitual worry is an ongoing squeezing in the core of the body, and this habitual squeezing is a big contributor to pelvic pain. 
We use colloquial language to describe this chronic inner squeezing, such as gut-wrenching or a gut response or being punched in the gut. These terms reflect a physical reaction that occurs in the sensitive inner core of the body. The gut, which colloquially refers to the colon and in real life involves the pelvic floor muscles as well, is a Geiger counter for what is going on in our lives. In our book, A Headache in the Pelvis, we share an anecdote about doctors in the 1950s examining army recruits with a sigmoidoscope to observe the behavior of their colon in relationship to stress. When a doctor said deliberately within earshot of the patient whose colon they were examining, look at that cancer, the distressed patient's colon would immediately go into spasm. And when the doctor said, we were just doing an experiment to see the response of your gut to this kind of news, the gut spasm reversed. Our gut is instantly responsive to things that frighten or stress us. Many people who have pelvic floor pain also suffer from irritable bowel syndrome, which used to be called spastic colon. The gut and the pelvic floor are not separate rooms and typically respond together to fear or stress. In addition to all these tendencies, a person with pelvic pain tends to feel things deeply, even if outwardly this sensitivity is not obvious. There is a Stephen Sondheim song that says, Children may not obey, but children will listen, meaning that though you might not see the effect of what you're saying on your children, or really any individual, they nonetheless hear what you're saying. The listening can happen deep inside. The inner core of pelvic pain patient deeply hears the stresses of life. I know the subject well because I myself suffered with pelvic pain for a long time until I recovered. I spent several years undertaking a rudimentary version of the protocol we teach our patients. In my view, the answer to being someone with pelvic pain who inwardly is sensitive, caring, and easily responsive to the slings and arrows of life is to regularly practice a method for relaxing the inner core and releasing it from the ongoing irritated contraction that occurs with people who have pelvic pain. The solution we offer to the sensitive person suffering from chronic pelvic pain is both physical and mental. We teach our patients to physically release trigger points and muscle contractions inside the pelvic floor and mentally, behaviorally to practice our relaxation method called extended paradoxical relaxation, whose aim is to regularly bring sore pelvic tissue into a healing environment. In patients we treat whose pelvic pain significantly reduces or even resolves entirely, the ongoing practice of extended paradoxical relaxation is necessary to allow the pelvis to remain relaxed and pain-free in the midst of an often stressful life. While I don't have pelvic pain anymore, I practice extended paradoxical relaxation daily, and I love doing so. If I did not manage my type A personality and tendency toward anxiety by doing this, I think I very well might become symptomatic again. In our view, the management and resolution of pelvic pain has to do with changing one's way of dealing with a body and mind that tends to be sensitive and to turn anxiety into physical symptoms. 
in my view, only through daily practice of a method that releases the automatic frightened guarding and tightening can the pelvis have a real chance to heal and remain pain-free. For more information, go to our website, www.pelvicpainhelp.com. Thank you.